Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Today I've been joined by Emma Morby. Emma is the female property expert and she helps women to find their breathing room that they need in their life to enjoy it through property. So welcome Emma, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to being on. So I am so excited about this conversation because as you already know, I'm all about female empowerment. I'm all about like, yes, we can do it all. But I feel like I have so much to learn from you, Emma, because I don't feel like I could be a property expert at all. So tell me, tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me why I should listen to you. To be fair, a lot of women um, have exactly the same feeling that you're having right now. Um, and that is, they don't really know how to start. They want to get into property. They're interested. They don't really know how to start. They see all of the courses that are available out online. And I say all loosely, some of them are good, but they see them as pyramid selling or they can see through what, what they'll get actually at the end of it. Um, uh, I the biggest one I get is I don't have any money or um, how how do I find property that would be good that would make me money um, so all of these questions people have women especially seem to be more reserved and they don't necessarily go into property because they know the risks that carry it you know you, you know but I genuinely say this that most women in the UK currently have the best skill set possible to work in property whether it be property flipping whether it be buy to let and you want to keep it as an income whether you want to do property development on a big scale and you know get millions from it but the key part really is the starting bit so all you need to do is find someone who I think you trust within the property industry um, who you know is going to give you the right advice who can lead you from the start to the finish. That's kind of the aim. I wish I'd had that when I started, that's for sure. It's interesting for me because you started by saying there's lots of courses out there and it just goes to show how consumed we all are in our own niche, so to speak, because I have never seen a property course out there. Well, I suppose... I say that because I'm in property. So I see hundreds of them. They pop up all over the place. The one thing I've realized is that um, um, as I've moved onto the, I've never been in the online world, as you know. So as I'm slowly moving into the online world, I'm becoming aware that often women work in roles where property isn't discussed. Mm -hmm. So it will be business coaching, generally around business, to be fair. Um, But it's never property's never really discussed within those roles so 
um, and the amount of networking that I used to go to and no one discussed property at all. It's, it's shocking, but then there's loads of property networks out there that you can go to and that's all they talk about. So it just depends. It's interesting, isn't it though? Like, you know, a lot of my listeners are in the online space and I, I feel it as well. Like there's loads of people talking about sales out there, but it's just a good reminder that, um, although we are consumed in our thing, like I, I, I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know where to start with property. So it's a good job that I know you, Emma, that is my first question. So you said the biggest question people have is where should they start? And that is my biggest question. So where should they start? So people don't always realize that they do have funds available to themselves, but they, they don't, uh, they don't know it until I point it out. So often people will have a house, they'll have a mortgage that they're paying, they might have paid, I don't know, by now they may have paid 50, 60, 70,000 pounds off their mortgage. Um, and they're in a position where they could potentially remortgage and release, let's say 20,000 pounds from that mortgage. Um, once they've taken their £20,000, so they're not, it, it's not as if it's going to suddenly make a massive impact to the monthly income. Um, but what it will do is they can plough that back into a buy-to-let. Um, and uh, roughly, I mean, this is up north buy-to-let. You wouldn't tend to find them sort of from the home counties and, and down. But you would plough it into a buy-to-let and it would give you between four and £600 a month income. Passive, completely. You don't have to do anything. A managing agent will be managing it for you. Obviously, you'd have to do any repair work. But that can be the start. So if somebody is sitting here listening now thinking, actually, I think I've got probably about £100,000 sat in my house that I could take out safely without you know, leaving us bankrupt then all of a sudden that opens up to, you know, two and a half thousand pounds worth of income coming in passively. And that can change people's like worlds, really. It did for me, that's for sure. Um, and it'll help with things, just little things like the childcare bill. My childcare bill used to be 22,000 pound a year, um, which is madness. Crazy. So talk to me a little bit about that then why did you decide to get into this what what happened um the long no I'll give you the short story is the long one juicy because if the long one's juicy yeah. then I want it. <laughs> it is um uh I was in a a really horrible marriage um and it and it was affecting me uh, mentally but also physically so it was, it was having a real detriment to my health and I decided three years ago and a few months that I would leave. So I picked up four bags of clothing and my children and I walked out. I walked out of the family home. I left everything in it. When I say I left, actually, I probably wasn't allowed to take anything, to be fair. But um, and I had to start again. Now, I was already working in property a little bit at this point, so I, I wasn't a complete novice. But I decided and made a promise to myself that within five years, I will rebuild. I will rebuild. I'll buy my farmhouse in Devon, which is what I wanted. Um, and I will still have those dreams. And the only way I could do that was to move into property development and to um, build on a bigger scale. So I started doing bigger, you know, 14 apartment type builds where it net me the money that I would need to be able to go and buy a decent sized farm. Well, a small holding, not a farm, that's quite exaggerated. <laughs> um, and I think during that process of me learning that and, and, and going through everything, I've got a few buy-to-lets and bits, but 
during that process, it made me realize that actually there are probably thousands of women out there who are currently in the position that I was. They wanted out, but they couldn't quite see how. Um, and it was because my hand was forced that I had to learn how. Um, and I learned the hard way. You know, I had to go through various courses, spend money, put it on credit cards to try and find out how to do property development. When in reality, um, I learned from some really close friends who were in the industry and I didn't have to spend all that money. Um, and I found I got caught in the triangle pyramid selling system, which made me spend more and more money. And yeah, I did get something from it, to be fair. I built up a bit of a network, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was where I learned most of my knowledge. So then it made me think, well, actually, if I was to do it all over again, what would I want? And at that point, I then thought, well, when, what would other women want? And that led me down the path of the female property expert, trying to give other women the opportunity to, I don't know, have that freedom that it's given me. I absolutely love that. And to be honest, I'm so like in line with your values because do you know one one phrase that really, really annoys me? And I'll probably get told off for saying this, but I have to speak my mind, Emma. You know me. Is when people say, Oh, my husband's wage covers all the bills and the mortgage, and I pay for all of the things on top of that. You know, I pay for the holidays and the nice things and da-da-da. And I hear this all the time in female, females, female business owners are the, the majority of people I speak to. So let's say female business owners. And, you know, I've got huge respect for anybody, you know, whatever the situation, stay at home mums, hats off to them because I could not do that. So whoever you are listening, you know, I've got serious respect for you. But I sometimes think as women, we undermine ourselves and we just have such low expectations of ourselves. Why can't you be the main breadwinner? Why can't you go out and absolutely smash it? Like if you're telling yourself, I'm just the person who pays for, you know, the extra days out or the school trips or whatever, then that's all you're ever going to pay for. Whereas I'm like, let's take on the world. Let's like let's be the main owner let's like have all the opportunity and all the decisions and then you start living the life that you want to live because you can decide if you want to leave your husband or you want to take a year out and go traveling and anything the world's literally your oyster so I absolutely love that you're like waving the flag of this as well because I'm I'm really passionate about that yeah I think a lot of women are that they are stuck I mean they're kind of my age so I'm 40 now but they 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 just kind of get stuck in a rut they are mum they are wife they are cleaner um you know they do all of the normal jobs but then on top they work 40 50 hours a week mm. um and where's their time where where when is it all right for you as a mum or a parent or a wife or anything to be you and I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned as well along my journey that I I'm more happier now than I think I've ever been in my entire life as in complete content I, I don't feel like I've got any hang-ups any issues um and that comes down to living a certain way of life of course but also understanding that um, it's all right for me to take time for me mm. yeah and I still I'll think it's archaic, but we're expected to, you know, work like we don't have kids. 
and you know be a housewife like we don't have a job and I just will not have it like in my house that is not the situation whatsoever but it's like the world's moved on and now females are expected to go out to work but they're also expected to do everything else and it's just crazy anyway feel like we've gone off on a slight tangent there but I think it's important that everyone knows (laughs) (laughs) so let's imagine that I've got the money I've got the money out of my house or out of my investment whatever out of my savings what do I do now how am I going to find this property so um I'd love if someone has the money and they want to go and do it, I'd love them to come and talk to me, first of all. Um, only uh, only on the basis that um, sometimes there are better options around them to put money in. So it's not always property. I'm a big fan of property and it does create change in someone's life, but there are other options. Um, but I think initially you can find all of these, you know, buy to lets or these flips on right move, if I'm honest. You know that they're we're going to start seeing property prices go down in 2023. They're not going to be a massive drop, but it is going to start to go down. Um, and you can pick yourself up some good deals. Naturally, when property comes down, it goes back up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you research your areas, you can find areas. So, as an example, a few years ago, um, uh, Maidstone used to be. I mean, it was just a. a a no-go zone nobody would ever want to live there but they built hs1 and all of a sudden what would cost you thirty thousand pounds to buy as a two-bedroom flat is now two hundred and fifty thousand pounds to buy so if you bought in the right place at the right time the markup would have been huge so not only would you be earning a rental income and that would have gone up but also you would be earning um, additional income should you want to sell the property from 30 to 50 to 250,000. So looking at places that are up and coming, that might be new regeneration schemes, um, places, you know, that are having a lot of money thrown into them to try and get the footfall of traffic through those sorts of areas. Have you got any hot off the press? Where, where's, where's hot right now? Um, so right now I'm looking up north. So a lot of what I'm looking at is up north and it's kind of Tynham Ware, that kind of area where you can pick up sort of two, three bedroom masonettes and they're around 50, 60,000 pounds. Um, and they are within five miles from, sorry, with five minutes from a town centre, five minutes from a train station or a tram, um, those sorts of things where I know that gradually as we increase our population, which is naturally going to happen, they're going to fall out into these areas and money is going to be spent. Now that might not be this year, but it will definitely be within the next 10 years. So my value of my property is going to go up, but also my rental is going to go up. But at the moment, I'm still going to earn four, five, six hundred pounds a month. Passively, which is the key part. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Do you know what I love about this online space as well? It's like there's an expert in everything. So you can just help people find these little hidden gems could I call it a hidden gem which is probably a bit generous but hidden gems and they can become passive income for people why aren't more people doing this Emma I don't know do you know I got a lady a lady emailed me the other day with her um her review basically she said to me you're the best kept secret in property and I was like oh thanks that's so lovely um because I helped her 
get onto the property ladder and then build her portfolio. I think a lot of people don't do it on the basis that they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to get started. And, you know, if you're going to put your money somewhere to learn, you know, some of these places are really expensive and you don't get any guarantee at the end. You know, nobody says, oh, yeah, OK, so at the end of it, you're going to have your first buy to let. There yeah, is no guarantee. Like, well, yeah, you know, so, so there's a risk level there that a lot of women I seem reluctant to take, but actually if they're willing to take it, you'll be surprised at what you can create at the end. So I don't know if I'm going to open a whole can, can of worms here, <laughs> but what scares me is capital gains tax, stamp duty, yeah, all of that shenanigans on top of like a business and everything that, I've, I mean, I've only just got my head around corporation tax and that and all the rest of it. So talk to me about that, if you so will. Yes. I mean, inevitably there is tax in anything you do, any business you do, uh, whether you're employed, actually, there's there's a level of tax that you're going to face. Uh, there is such thing as capital gains tax, but there are other areas, and I'm not a tax expert, so I won't go into great detail, but there are other areas. So, for instance, you can put your properties into trust for your children. If okay. It's going to be a long term. So they go into a trust. Now, that trust, as it currently stands, and the government do like to change the rules on a regular basis, but... As it currently stands, it means that in the event that you died, the children would inherit that trust. And that would be the monthly income that it would generate, or it would be the fact that, you know, the, the value of the properties. Um, and that wouldn't have a, what I call a death tax. So they wouldn't be paying 40, 50% towards it. They would be getting it 100%. So everyone's all about, you know, pensions and putting money into pensions. And, and, and that's great, but actually you can do exactly the same thing, but with property and it increases in value a hell of a lot quicker than a pension does. And you're guaranteed to get what you put in out where you're almost guaranteed, quite frankly, it's very unlikely that your property is going to go down unless you buy in a really, really, really bad area. Um, and you get a steady income from it. So, and the tax is no different. And, you know, if you're getting a rental tax coming through, um, you're going to pay your 20% corporation tax and then take out whatever you want, you know, in dividends as you see fit. So we shouldn't be put off by the tax situation? No, I think if you're already running a business, you'll know the tax. Um, and then once you get into the position where you've got one or two of these buy-to-lets, I would normally put them in a company, not personally. And the only reason I don't do it personally is because in the event I mean, I, I do big builds and so multi-million pound builds. In the event um, something went horribly wrong and I became bankrupt, I wouldn't want them to take my entire portfolio with them. So I can't have anything in my personal name. And that's kind of what I would advise anyone joining me. But at the same time, if they said, no, no, I just want one buy to let because I just want to earn X amount of money out of it, well then fine, pop it in your private name. Amazing. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, Emma, you've got, you've got two kids, haven't you? Three. Yeah, oh, three. she's got three. I thought there was only two. Wow, she is busy. Um, what are, are we going to be bringing them up to know about this uh, hidden secret property yeah, development? So, are we teaching them already? <laughs> yeah. So um, I've got a fourteen-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Um, the nine-year-old has ADHD, so he is extremely busy, twenty-four hours a day. Um, uh, they were inevitably inherit some of my portfolio they won't I don't believe in gifting my children everything so they never have to work again that's absolutely not the case they'll all have their own sort of jobs their own careers and I don't I've always been a believer I don't really mind what they do I mean he could 
you know, Olivia or George or anyone, they could be anything as long as they are self-sufficient, as in they can support themselves. Um, and what I have at the end of my journey, they will be given a share of. So yeah, and, and inevitably, I think one of them, the law of averages say one of the three should go into property, right? Definitely. I think I'm all three, I reckon all three of them will. Like it might not be their main job, but if they're like looking at you as their mum, they're going to want property as a side hustle, aren't they? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd like them to have property, you know, um, because if I can teach them early enough, they can get in the ladder early enough and they can start building their portfolio. I mean, I started like six years ago. If I'd started when I was 20, my God, my world would look really different right now because house prices have almost doubled. Um, but I was too busy enjoying life in my 20s. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a win-win situation here where, you know, 14-year-old, we've got two years before the 16. Could, you know, is there a role they could take on? Start growing your business at the same time as learning the ropes? Well, take Saturday morning job to a new level, couldn't they? <laughs> what do you do? I work in Sainsbury's. Mm, yeah, I'm a property developer. <laughs> that would be a different conversation, wouldn't it? Completely. To be fair, my 14-year-old wants to be a she wants to be a hairdresser. Um, that's what she wants to do. But you, if you talk to her, she'll say to you, "I want to own the salon. I don't want to work as a hairdresser." And I'm right. like, ah. Yeah, so it's so rubbing this, off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so this is where McDonald's have like become the number one franchise. You know, I also like to talk about franchising as well as sales, but McDonald's are the biggest franchise out there because they own the real the real estate as well as the company. So it's like win win. They're yes. making money off of the plot as well as making money off selling burgers. So that yeah. is what she, okay, I've got it all planned out for her. <laughs> she is going to become a hairdresser. She's going to own the plot. Then she's going to franchise the hairdressing salon and own all of the plots. It sounds perfect. And she's young enough to do it all as well. She'll have all that energy and enthusiasm to get it all done. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. This has got me thinking now. I've always wanted to own like a really high-end hotel yeah. but people have said to me you know especially going from service base to like bricks and mortar it's a lot of outlay isn't it what do you reckon about that idea do you reckon I'd be on to a winner I could then franchise it and have a whole host of luxury spa hotels across the UK <laughs> I'm I, I'm a regular uh, attendance of a spa near me called Nirvana in Reading. So I love the idea of what you've got. But in reality, um, I think you have to have a very, very big cash flow behind you to be able to operate in businesses like that. Um, and we're talking probably hundreds of thousands to start and then millions if you open into chains, high end chains. Can they generate a really good revenue? Yes, absolutely they can. Um, well, there's, you know, the fact there's hotels all over the world still and they have, you know, top of the range spas. I'm more, I'm more low key. I think I, I, I work on the basis that if I'm going to go into something that's recession proof, what's the one thing that you need? Um, somebody needs somewhere to live, whether it be rented or brought, they will always need somewhere to live. 
So in the event that I build houses and I can't sell them, I will always be able to rent them because there will always be a rental market. If you can't, the sales and rental market fluctuates. So if the sales goes up, the rental slows down. And if the sales goes down, the rentals go up. So you'll always be in a position where you can kind of, I suppose, exit safely. Always have a good exit. But I do love your idea of a spa. If you do it, please make me the first person you invite. <laughs> Maybe one for the goals list. I don't think I'll be yeah. sort of actioning that straight away, but you never know. Watch this space. Um, so Emma I always end my podcast with the same three questions so are you ready far away who inspires you so at the moment there's a, a lady that probably none of you would have ever heard and her name's Sue Morton um, she probably won't thank me for saying this but uh, she she is one of the strongest ladies I know in property, but you would never have heard of her. And she is my rock. And I go to her asking her questions and opinions and thoughts. So yeah, a lady called Sue that you've probably Sue Morton that you've never heard of. Well, <laughs> She's she always like on social media. Lady. <laughs> yeah. And what about a book that you would recommend? So I've read a lot of books. I think the one that I found the most interesting, probably the most it talked to my soul the most, was a book by Richard Branson, um, and it's called Losing My Virginity. It's not a kind of a more recent book, but it shows the grit and the determination um, that you need to be able to sustain and work in business, um, in any business at all. And that once you've learned that grit, that determination and how to deal with knockbacks and how to go over things or under things or round things, all of a sudden it opens a world to you where you can almost run any business. Um, you just pick one that you're actually going to enjoy. And I think that's brilliant. There you go. I'll be all right with my spa hotel though, won't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just as long as I know the grit and determination, which I think I, I, think I do after 12 years. I think you've got that. That's a definite <laughs> tick. I've got that I just need the uh, cash flow now to um, put into the property and my final question Emma what is one piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur so I would say um, be the person you want to be not the person that society tells you you should be um, that would be my one bit of advice Thank you so much, Emma. I've absolutely loved this conversation. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media or your website, or just tell everyone where they can go and find out more about this amazing property stuff. So I'm currently on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I do have a LinkedIn, but I don't tend to go on it that much. Um, it's the female property expert. You can find me there. Um, we also have a website, so it's a femalepropertyexpert.co.uk, um, and it will tell you a little bit more about what we do, why, why, why we've created this, um, this whole sort of female property expert brand and what we're trying to achieve. Um, but yeah, uh, to be fair, I'm the person that answers on the social media, so a lot of, lot of people have lots of people behind them, and it will be, you know, part of their team, but it's, it's still me, so if you want to ask me a question, just ask me, I'll be there. Fabulous. I will pop all of those links in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go and have a chat with Emma, you can just click on the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Emma. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon.